is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen and we take a look at it now. I was trying to do it all in one breath, I don't really know why. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And today's episode is coming out a little bit later than usually planned. We had to do this after someone recovered from being a little bit un well and for the first time it wasn't me no how long did you manage to last what do you mean how long did you manage to last before it got you i don't know when did it start it was it was two and a half years yeah you lasted a good two and a half years i think you're one of the last people left on the planet (laughs) that hasn't had it at this point but you came down with the rona the Rona. The Rona, which was a little bit of a shame, and you were a little bit worse for wear. Obviously, didn't really feel like talking a whole lot. No. no. Couldn't really concentrate on watching a film, unfortunately. No. You. You, your symptoms didn't last as long as I thought they might last. Well, it was a week. But, but they were really bad. Your headache was basically so bad you couldn't wear your glasses and yeah. couldn't see anything, which is a little bit of a shame. But you're better now. You're back to health. You're fighting fit. You're kicking and punching all over the place. Am I? Yeah. Look at you. You're springy. (laughs) You were up. You were kicking and punching all over the place, which is a good thing. And unusual. I got that since COVID because I never did that before. Yeah. Right. Came out the other side of COVID and were like, I I know Kung Fu. (laughs) Like the Matrix. I know Kung Fu. (laughs) Yeah. So it's convenient that today, even though it's a little bit delayed, we still found some time to hop back into our way back machine to the year 1994. Because we need to complete a franchise. Yeah. This is the first time ever I've ever done it. I know. What? Completing a full franchise. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, it stands to reason that the first film of this franchise was one of the The first films that we did for the podcast (laughs) and still the best and we it was also the first trilogy that we completed on the podcast yeah and now it's the first franchise that we've completed as well i meant in my life oh really yeah, what, what other franchises are there that I would have seen every single one of them? Oh, the whole way through. I mean, the Marvel franchise, no. technically. I haven't seen a couple of the Thor ones. I I think you have, because we no. did a rewatch before. Yeah, but I fell asleep, we, I don't oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I won't count those then. Also, the Hulk. I don't think I saw that. Um, uh, may, oh, maybe not. I guess not. I know that we did a rewatch before did they have Infinity a Mark War Hulk came film? out. No. No, oh, it didn't matter. No, they didn't. Yeah, it was no, just him. Okay, that's fine. In Avengers. But it's a continu- he's a continuation of The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Which was Edward Norton. Yeah, but that doesn't count, does it? Oh, I guess not. I don't know. Mm. It still counts in the Marvel universe. 
It counts to those that have seen it, that took the time to go and watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I feel like for some I, for some reason I feel like you would have completed the Rocky franchise. No, I don't. I I've don't only know seen why. the first one and a bit of the second one. Oh, okay. Makes a note of that for future. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I haven't seen next on the list. I haven't seen like all of the Indiana Jones films for the whole way through. I haven't seen all of Star Wars because I haven't seen the prequels, obviously. Wow. I don't think I've ever and I had a plan to do the prequels at some point on this podcast as well, but that's a whole thing oh, that we'll have to get into. Well. It's so doing the prequels is going to be a that's that's a marathon. That's not a sprint. <laughs> we will have to build up. We will have to do one after another. We will have to do them back to back to back. What? Yeah. In one day? No, not in one day. <laughs> no, I'm not a maniac. <laughs> Like, I like Star Wars, but watching <laughs> just the prequels in one day... I don't think I could even do the first one like, I think fully if you, awake. <laughs> I think if you were doing all of the prequels in one day, you'd have to cut it with something in between. Like, but you'd have there to wouldn't do, be any time. You'd have to do a little bit of Clone Wars or maybe, no, like, finish Star it off Wars with... Stuff. Yeah. Why would you, you have carry to, on doing well, Star Wars stuff? Because just to like, as a palate cleanser. Yeah, as a pa- palate cleanser is something that you do that's completely different. You don't do more Star Wars stuff. You don't like keep eat loads and loads of pizza and then to make it seem a bit different, you have focaccia with tomato and cheese on it. Well, all right. No, I guess not. I guess <laughs> you need not. Although, <laughs> although, depending who you ask, and yes, I might be one of them. I am an advocate of it. I would argue that Revenge of the Sith is the palate cleanser of the prequel trilogy i'd say the way the way that revenge of the sith ends that's the palate cleanser that reminds you oh actually i do like the rest of star wars after this Mm. so with the end of that you kind of go oh yeah actually it's taken the taste of attack of the clones out of my out of my mouth now this joke's only for you because i don't understand i haven't seen it it's, hey, this is <laughs> this is a joke for anyone that has seen the prequels. Okay, yeah. I suppose that's quite a lot of people. It is. You're one of the last people. <laughs> <laughs> so bad news for you. Not only have you had COVID, but you're also now going to watch the prequels. No. <laughs> we should have just done it at the same time, and then I would have been like, mm. <laughs> bad news for you. Well, that's a double blow, isn't it? So this is technically the first franchise we've completed on the podcast, but I'm, I don't know. I, I'm certain I can find a franchise that you've watched all of before this, no. but I'm just struggling to think of one. I haven't even seen all one. the Iron Mans. You definitely have. Oh, no, we, we've had this discussion because we no, watched Iron Man 2 when, and 3. No, because oh, I don't know if I should say this because it might be a spoiler. Uh, for a film that was out nearly 10 years ago now. No, I'm not talking about Iron Man. I'm oh. talking about another one. Okay. Well, anyway, it's still been a long time. It doesn't matter because anyway, I don't know his name. So when that guy showed up in The Ring. <laughs> when that guy showed up. You know <laughs> that The Ring thing? isn't part of the Marvel franchise, right? That's a Japanese horror film. Ah, yeah. You know, um, what, what's the, what was the film called with Simu Liu again? Yeah, Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi. That, like, actor guy turned Wong? up in... No. He had the... Trevor fl- Slattery. The fluffy thing without... Yeah. When he showed up, <laughs> I didn't know who he was. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think you did so because we watched we Iron Man to... 3 no, together. No, we haven't. We definitely did. We definitely watched Iron Man 3. Because I prefer Iron Man 3 to Iron Man 2. So if I was given the choice out of watching either of them, it's that one that I would have watched. Well, that's fine. You probably did watch that, but I wasn't there. <laughs> okay. All right. If you're certain, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I know that I haven't seen it because I didn't recognise any of the story. I didn't recognise that person when I saw him. I didn't know any of that. I just know what you're like with remembering the Marvel movies. No, because you if even you, made if you, me if go I, back if... and watch the extra scene at the end with or the bit, mm-hmm. and I didn't, un- and yep. I didn't remember any of it. If I mean, I'm I'm relative. I I would put money on the no. fact that we had watched because that together. I because know that Michael Ro- Michael Rooney is in one of them, but I didn't know which one it is. <laughs> Michael Rooney, Mickey Rourke, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rooney. I mean, this is this is exactly I the reason. So this is the know, reason why I'm convinced stop. that you remember things differently stop. to me because you didn't even remember the actor's name. Yeah, I know that this guy, Michael Rooney, is in one of them. So I'm so convinced that actually you have watched these films, but you just you just choose to forget them no, because I don't. you lose. Because you lose interest in like the first twenty no, minutes or something. because I know that Black Widow is in one of them, but I haven't seen her in it. I haven't seen that. I've it's only Iron Man seen two. Iron Man 1. We we watched Iron Man one, and one of the sequels before in, we watched Infinity War. I didn't. No, I wasn't there then. I didn't watch it the whole way through. I definitely. And I'm wasn't. relatively certain. Well, that yeah. we no. And here's why. And I'm relatively certain that it was Iron Man three we watched because you then said because we were trying to figure out which one of them you hadn't watched and you were like oh i think i haven't watched iron man 3 and we got halfway through iron man 3 and you said when does the guy with the whips turn up and i said that's iron man 2 (laughs) and you went oh that's the one i haven't watched and i went oh okay (laughs) but i haven't seen iron man 3 either Okay. Well, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm remembering more and more of the situation now. But okay. So we've completed a franchise now by going back to one of the franchises that started it all with the Karate Kid, and we are watching. 1994's The Next Karate Kid, a film that we said we might not resort to watching because Daniel LaRusso isn't even in it, so it's not really about the Karate Kid. <laughs> no, you mean Johnny Lawrence isn't in it. So well, Johnny Lawrence wasn't in it. Johnny Johnny Lawrence technically, and I don't know why they call the other ones the Karate Kid, because again, Johnny Lawrence didn't turn up in Karate Kid 2 or 3. Kind, well, kind of in 2 a little bit. He was in 2 a little bit. I would have liked to have seen Johnny Lawrence turn up in Karate Kid Part 3 and cheer <laughs> Daniel LaRusso on. Oh, yeah! That... <laughs> That would have been the pinnacle of the trilogy that it needed. <laughs> Just like Johnny Lawrence coming in last minute going, you know, John Kreese has <laughs> taken it too far. He's got this guy Terry Silver and I want to see Daniel LaRusso beat Cobra Kai now. That's too much of like a character redemption for those films though, isn't it? A little bit. 
a little bit. But the bad news... Oh, I love it, though. <laughs> I know that we're not talking about that at the moment. But, yeah, how good would that be? I actually... I like Karate Kid 3 was only okay I thought like it wasn't it wasn't bad it was okay there were some parts that I was a bit like oh this has gotten a little bit long or a bit yeah. slow now but Karate Kid 2 I actually really liked see here's the thing a lot of people even though it made the most out of all of the Karate Kid films what number two yes a lot of people kind of go kind of air on the side that Karate Kid 3 is story-wise the better film because it shows more character development in Daniel LaRusso like he gets kind of tempted into Cobra Kai and then realizes the error of his ways I just like it I just like number two (laughs) (laughs) Karate Kid 2 I mean well I was gonna say that's a whole other subject that we're not gonna go into So, we are now finishing the franchise because after the next Karate Kid, there are definitely no other Karate Kid films or films that are called Karate Kid after this point. Which is sad, really, because you would have thought that given enough of a budget and enough of a, you know, big enough name actor behind it that a reboot could really be the start of some new young kid's future career but it's just a real shame that they never actually went down the path of doing any more reboots or resurgences of uh, of the karate kid until of course cobra kai came yeah, of out course, yeah. so it's a little bit of a shame that there that after this film there are absolutely categorically no other films called the karate kid that we'll be able to watch not even that one that was like the kung fu kid but was the karate kid. i i i genuinely don't he, know fu, what film it? you're talking about <laughs> i genuinely don't know what film you're talking about there no. it's very strange i mean maybe this is some weird kind of mandela effect but i mean i've I've never heard of that film, which is a little bit of a shame. So, what we're going to be doing... (laughs) Don't look at me like that. So, what we're going to be doing for this episode is we are going to be taking a look at the next Karate Kid. And we'll have a little bit of a talk about that. But we will also be doing, after that, our rundown analysis and kind of spoiler talk of Cobra Kai season five which has been out long enough now that we can <laughs> it's been out ages yeah we we went through it very slowly because it's so easy in this day and age to binge series and just plow straight through and especially with the half hour format that Cobra Kai is. Cobra Kai has shorter episodes than any other series (laughs) I am watching. And it's really annoying because I like to have a show that I can watch first thing in the morning with my coffee and breakfast, right? Yeah. And I like it to be, like, really short, like, maybe 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. All right? Something short, easily digestible that I don't have to spend 
you know, nearly a damn hour watching a whole episode yeah. of, like, your Walking Deads, like, your Daredevil Season 3, like, Sandman, you know, all of these other series that I mm. want to get through on things like Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. And I, I just, they're so long. Mm. And in a world that is filled with series of episodes that are that long that outstay their welcome mm. for series that should have just stopped while they were still at Herschel's farm in season four. I'm talking exclusively about Walking Dead there. You've got yeah. this glazed look on your eyes. That's Walking Dead. <laughs> I, Walking, guessed, I guessed, yeah. Walking Dead should have ended quite a few series ago now. They are just dragging it out. and I'm And I'm actually... It's one of the few series that I've been so into that I'm now like, I'm glad it's coming to an end. Mm. Like, now is the time to end it. I didn't think you were still watching it. I am, just yes. Stop. You, could, you should have just stopped. I, see, I'm so close to the end now that I can just... It would be stupid to just stop right now yeah, and not watch the end, you know? Yeah. But in a world where they exist and all that we want is more... Cobra Kai, and all they do is tease us with the half-hour program format. Why can't they make another film? If I could go to the cinema and watch them do a film, it would be the happiest day of my life. Do you know what? They did announce recently that they are planning on doing a continuation of a Karate Kid franchise as a film. Oh. Right? That doesn't sound promising. What I'm thinking and what I'm praying for is that it actively ties into they've said it won't but i hope that that's a bluff (laughs) probably won't (laughs) i hope that it's a bluff right and i hope that actually it does tie into cobra kai and then cobra kai will get the fabled six seasons and a movie so it's not supposed to be about cobra what was it about what's it about i mean no one knows they've just said that they're going to do another film Cobra Kai, uh, Karate Kid going to do another film. Yeah. But it's not going to be like, oh, we're making a film and it's a kid and an Asian guy being... No one knows. That's all... That is literally all they've said. They don't need to redo it. They've said, said, we want to do another Karate Kid film. That's it. They haven't said, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to... Nothing. That's it. Well, I want it to be Cobra Kai the movie. I hope it is. (laughs) Or Cobra Kai the series, the movie. I hope it is. (laughs) I hope that season, the rest of season five, right? Well, not the rest of season five. Season five and then season six, right? Is building up this Senkai Taikai thing that they had to go to. And then the film. I mean, that's a little bit of a a sampling of what we're going to be talking about in our Cobra Kai talk, which we're going to do later on. So if you have not seen season five of Cobra Kai... Or do not want to hear any spoilers. Go away, watch the series, tune back in at the end of this episode and we will let you know when we are going to be doing that. But for the time being, we are going to be talking about the next Karate Kid. The film that was meant to start another part of the Karate Kid franchise. Oh, they were supposed to carry it on after this. I got the impression that because this film ends so abruptly <laughs> that they had a plan on doing more after this. 
Because there was so little that was explained. Yeah, what happens at the end? She just says... Oh, he just says, like, fight to win. And that was it. Yeah, he says if you... Yeah, that was it. He just winks, winks down the camera lens. If you have to fight, fight to win. Yeah, little little nuggets (laughs) of uh, wisdom from Mr. Miyagi there. This film was weird. I'm sorry, but it was. I think I've seen this film before. So I thought I had as well. But I think that there's a huge chunk in the middle... That I just hadn't seen for some reason. Yeah, no, no idea. Because the whole part had, of her being at the monastery, the, the whole part of her being at the monastery, I I never realised was part of the oh, film. Oh, well, you haven't seen that bit then. So I've obviously seen like the beginning and the end, and just assumed that he was at her house <laughs> looking after her and teaching her karate the whole time. Nope. A la the first Karate Kid, but it's a girl. This whole film I... is centred around... It's essentially exactly the same as Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part 2. Because yeah. she goes to a monastery filled with monks that don't <laughs> speak the same language as her, right? Yeah. Fine. So she feels like a fish out of water in that situation. Granted. So they, this is basically... Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part 2. But the twist is, she's a girl. That's the whole premise of the film. She's a girl. There's no karate. There is karate. When? She's he is teaching her karate because he's teaching her the whole leaping off of the rock thing. Right, yeah, but when do you see him actually teaching her do that? Well, I mean, and again, this is the thing. The, like, whole, the film was like an hour 45. I had to wait an hour and a half to see even one bit of karate. But they established towards the start that she already knew yeah, so why, some karate. Is, why is she so rubbish at it then? Well, I mean, she's obviously not because she, she wins. I don't, no, but I don't think it... Mm, she didn't win. <laughs> she, didn't, she, she barely won. That guy literally just sat on the floor and let her do it. He didn't get up and try and fight her. She wasn't fighting anyone, was she? She had enough time to sit down on one knee and breathe in, praying for like four seconds before she actually hit him. She did the cool like leg hold, like axe kick thing. That was quite cool. I know, but how long did it take for it to get to that part? Well, I mean, an hour and 40. And and how long's the film? An hour and 40. Right, so why is it left (laughs) until the end then? Because that's the fight scene. No, but... Karate Kid had fight scenes the whole way through the film. Yeah, that is... Do you know what? That is true. <laughs> you didn't wait till that the last is 10 true. minutes to see him actually doing karate. <laughs> Make any sense? Yeah. So, this is the thing. I feel like Hilary Swank, Julie, her character, mm. is not actually the main character of this film. I feel like this is actually a film where Mr. Miyagi is the main character. No, but even he wasn't really doing it like enough to be the main character. There wasn't enough of anything. Because here's here's the way I approach the film, okay? In a writing perspective, there's it's it's said that there's only ever three, four, five different cruxes of a storyline that ever existed right one of them is fish out of water this is a fish out of water film 
But it's Mr. Miyagi that is the fish out of water because he's never had to look after like a teenage daughter type figure before. So he is the one who is learning throughout the film. All Hilary Swank's character does as far as character development is learn to deal with her anger and her pain of having lost family members and her parents, right? And the way that she does that isn't through learning karate, it's through basically learning life lessons in a monastery about respecting life and, you know, how life functions. She basically learns life cannot exist without death. Death is not fair to anyone. It's unrelenting. So do something with your life to give it purpose. That could have been condensed down to five minutes and then have been taught more karate. <laughs> yeah, so the whole film is about that and that story and that whatever lesson. Fine. But why is it called The Karate Kid then? The next Karate Kid. Why has it even got karate in the title? Like, this is what we're trying to figure Just out call it here. The Kid, I don't know. <laughs> the Kid. I mean, she does fight. She does know karate. Well, does she, though? Because I didn't see any evidence of that. Oh, all right. You're a... I mean, I, I, I can't tell if it's just that you really don't like Hilary Swank. <laughs> no, I'm not bothered by that. I, I think, actually, maybe she couldn't do karate and they just had to try and find a way to put her in the film without her knowing how to do it. Maybe they thought, oh yeah, she's good because she seems athletic and she can like throw herself about. And then when she actually got down to filming the fight scenes, it didn't work and they just had to go, oh, we'll do it for the last couple of minutes and no one will notice. So would you like a little bit of is the trivia worth the time that ties into what you were saying about that? Are you going to tell me that she knows karate? Well, she knows five moves in karate. That's like, you can't prove anything else. There is a little bit of trivia here that says the fight choreographers gave Hilary Swank a pink belt for her mastery of the most flashy techniques, but none of the basics. There we go. <laughs> she can lift her leg up above her head and smash it down, but she can't actually do karate. Yeah, and... Here's the thing. So he obviously knew that he wasn't going to get Hilary Swank to do all of the uh, chores that he usually gets Daniel yeah, to do. Yeah. So within the first 10 minutes of the film, he sent her grandmother back home to do all the chores for him. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, oh, I've got a, I've got a be... Californian house that's empty for two weeks. It's not empty for two weeks. You're just going there. <laughs> like... It, it is, wasn't empty like he had two of them and one of them didn't have anyone living in it. Is he Mr. Miyagi actually a con artist? Yeah. It's just, he just really doesn't want to do any housework. <laughs> and he has to go all of the way to Boston to get someone to go to his house and clean it and water his plants and paint his fence. <laughs> yeah, and it was weird that she was like... He's going to go back to his house and, his gra and the grandma is going to know more about karate than she does. Yeah. He'll have left her notes all around the house. Paint fence. Up, down, up, down. Paint house, side, side. Mm. He'll go back. He'll fight the grandma and she'll know karate. <laughs> <laughs> grandma should have been there fighting the guys at the end. Grandma actually should have been there, though, in all yeah. fairness. 
I don't understand what she was playing at, just going off to a different end of the country for two weeks while her granddaughter was living like the most important parts of her life and left her with an Asian man that she didn't really know. No. Like, so what? His, her husband ages ago said that they were friends. You don't know anything about, like, about him. <laughs> this guy could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could literally be anyone. You don't know what dodgy things he got up to when they knew each other. But, oh, you leave him with the child, that's fine. I mean, I guess if you're, like, that much of a close family friend, then fine. But it's literally the first time that she's ever met him. Yeah, and she's, like, 14. Yeah. So they haven't seen each other in 14 years at least. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like... How do how was like babysitting the neighbor's kids practice for I karate? I don't know. I don't know. This <laughs> see, here's the thing. I think that even though they were trying to use this film to kind of launch the next part of a franchise and and revive the franchise, this came out mm, four. I want to say four yeah, way years. Too late after the Karate Kid Part 3, I feel like there's so much that got cut from this film that would add explanations to things. Like, what is the whole deal with these elite military guys at the school? at a school. Like... So what school has that as, as a program, as, you know, in the syllabus, in the curriculum, that isn't an actual military school? I don't know. I thought it was just, I thought it was just guys' gym and the gym teacher was just a bit aggressive. No, the way that they build <laughs> it up is that they're an elite, like, training to be in the military yeah and why are people letting a man literally hit a child like all the time constantly beating up kids yeah why are they letting how has that? this not been brought up to the pta well <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't know how are the parents of these kids not not going like oh why have you got like bruises all across your face and arms yeah, oh every day my military teacher beat the living crap out of me <laughs> At practice today because he wanted practice (laughs) he won well basically he got us to form a circle around him and everyone tried to beat the crap out of him and he basically turned it around and beat the crap out of us instead wait what sorry your teacher basically beat you to a bloody pulp yeah and the school allows this yeah they didn't care yeah I think I get what they're trying to do. It's that whole thing of, oh, there's another authority figure that's being dangerous to a group of children that are then going to turn into... It's like the Cobra Kai thing all over again, obviously. Yeah. But they took it too far. <laughs> yeah. And he see, took this... it too far. Right. But And then nothing ever really happened with him. Just at the end, Mr. Miyagi punched him about a little bit and then that was that. He wasn't like, oh, I've seen the error of my ways because it wasn't long enough for him to turn around like that. It was... No. Too short. So then what ha- what happened to him at the end? He just got a bit of a dirty face. Yeah, he just like he got beaten in a fight by someone twice his age and half his size. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, fine, that's happened. But does this guy still have his job? Because no one is actually saying that they're going to report him for it. No. You know, they blew up a car. 
Well, they let him bungee jump in the middle of the hall. Yeah. Like so what school is allowing this? What school is allowing blatant endangerment of their students bungee jumping <laughs> inside of... Uh, and they were full bungee cords as I well. I know. They, that wasn't ever real because they could never have been short enough. If they were full size, they would have been way too long. I feel like there's a, there's scenes throughout this film that explain more of the presence that they have at the school, why they're there, why the teacher is getting them to do these things, like what the teacher's deal is. Because uh, all we know for sure is that the teacher is just an a-hole. That's yeah. that's all we know. But that's probably why it's not... the other teachers didn't try and stop him because he's just going to do it to them anyway. It's not like John Kreese where he where within the first film, within like ten minutes, we know he is ex-military, fought in Vietnam, clearly has some sense of PTSD from being in the war because the military taught him to be ready and show no mercy to your enemies. Yeah, so he thinks that he's doing the right thing. And he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that other guy on this film thinks he's doing the right thing as well, but it's just a bit more... It's just a bit too far. See, all I got was that he wants to prove that he is the strongest and best person so there is, is. Get, why is he getting the kids to fight then why isn't he fighting all and time? but he's trying to make them as good as he is mm. that's all the yeah, but he's not even good yeah and this is what i was saying whenever you watch these films they always like pick on the kids because the kids are weak and can't win the fight and can't oh you don't know how to do this you don't know how to do that well you're the one that's teaching them all of these things so if you were a good teacher they would know how to do it so it's actually your problem not theirs <laughs> yeah you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, if you'd been a maths teacher, if you'd been teaching this kid maths for, like, the past two years and they still didn't know maths, that's not their fault. That's your fault for being yeah. a bad teacher. If you keep encountering the same problems with your students, maybe you're the problem, pal. Yeah. If they're, if they're <laughs> not good enough at fighting and you're supposed to be teaching them fighting, maybe you're not teaching them well enough. Yeah. That's, that's not their issue. But I did like when the guy said... You know, I, I'm, I'd fight for my family. I'd fight to defend myself, but I'm not going to fight you just so you can prove how bigger than me yeah. you are. I liked that. I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that someone's actually right. pointing it out. I mean, he looked like he was in his 50s, but yeah, he was fine. Yeah, why does everyone in this school look so <laughs> old? Like, all of the guys that are in this, I, I forget what they're even called. They're called, like, Elite Alpha or I something. I don't even hear that. I don't even know. Which is like, surely I think that's what someone, some trolls online would probably call themselves. Like, oh yeah, I'm elite alpha. Like, yeah, people I get that it. hate women. Yeah, exactly. Right? Why do they all look like they are Italian Americans from the Bronx that are like 35 years old? I know. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. It's so weird. It's so weird. We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. 
Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customizable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savory, and mixed baskets, as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton, or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. So, another little bit of uh, Is the Trivia Worth the Time? The Karate Kid. 1984 made 90.8 million dollars. Oh. Yeah. The Karate Kid Part 2 grossed 115.1 million dollars. And it's the most that the franchise has made. So that is the highest grossing film out of the franchise. That's a shame because then you go, oh, number one was really good. Everyone's going to go and see number two because of how good number one was. And then it's like, oh, number two wasn't as good. I won't bother seeing number three. (laughs) Well, funny you say that because The Karate Kid Part 3 in 1989, so five years before the next Karate Kid, earned 38.9 million. Oh. Which was... Terrible. The lowest grossing yeah. out of the franchise. The studio was keen to continue the franchise, though this film's 8.9 million take effectively killed the, the next prospects. Karate kid you're talking yes. About. Yeah. Effectively killed the prospects of any I'm further films. I'm surprised that many people watched it, to be honest. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's like you're watching half a film. It's like you've watched a f- you're watching a film, you've fallen asleep, and you've woken up. And you're like, oh, where's the rest of the film? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is also, the runtime of this film is an hour 45-ish. Yeah. This is the shortest Karate Kid film. Is it? Yes. Feels like the longest. (laughs) (laughs) It did feel like we were watching it for a while. Because here's the thing, right? So... This is why I feel like there was so much that was cut from this film because they made some weird choices over what parts to include and what parts to focus on throughout the film Mm. because there's this really long extended part in the middle where you're following them at the monastery yeah like julie and mr miyagi and it doesn't cut back to anything else that is happening for a really long time Mm. like there's one part where you basically get 
the the guy Eric his like leaving of that group because the guy says if you go take the phone call from your mum you yeah that's it you're done I was like oh it's a phone call from his mum like why why are you being such a why are you being so harsh gets her turns out it's Julie oh great thanks (laughs) screwed up all future prospects for him now haven't you damn it but he realised that the group that he was a part of wasn't healthy anyway so he wanted to be out so that was fine yeah exactly so it was alright so uh, that fact does go on to say that um, the 2010 remake took in 117.8 million at the box office but I don't know what film they're talking about there because there definitely isn't another film that is called The Karate Kid so it's very strange so I don't know what statistics that film is uh, relating to which is uh, which is very strange so another bit of is the trivia worth the time okay before we round it out so that we can do our talk about cobra kai and get back to what's important which is johnny, johnny lawrence, lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how did i know because that's the right answer that is the right answer so this is it and this does tie in nicely Before his passing in 2005, Pat Morita conceived a potential fifth Karate Kid film. (laughs) Was it about his strippers and blow parties? (laughs) He's he's going out in style. (laughs) Mr. Miyagi has decided that in his twilight years of his life, he's (laughs) going to go out. Wasn't that what he did? Was it? Oh, I thought you were the one that told me that. What? that Mr. Miyagi, like, in real life, was a real proper womaniser and he spent all of his money that he earned from doing the films on, like, gambling, women, like, booze. Oh, I might... That might have been something that we covered in trivia, but I don't remember <laughs> what film out of the franchise it was where we talked about that. I, 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 I think it was because we were talking about how Pat Morita, in his earlier life, before... The Karate Kid films. He was actually a stand-up comedian. Yeah, but I really thought that when he got all of the money from, like, unexpectedly, not rich, but, you know, unexpectedly kind of better off from doing the Karate Kid films, I thought he went nuts. Yeah, I genuinely thought that I'd heard that. Well, you probably might have heard that, but I don't know if you heard that from me. But then again, we we we've established what your you know memory is is like for remembering situations of things that you might have seen or heard, and whether it's whether it's me or not that you heard or saw it with. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. We, I actually we've... think it's the other way around <laughs> that you should be pointing that comment at yourself and not me. All I'm saying is I have a very vivid photographic picture in my head of us watching Iron Man 3. That's all I can say. Well, you're the one say. that's wrong then because <laughs> you're picturing it with me and it was someone else, obviously. Obviously wasn't. I don't watch films with anyone else. Before his... That was meant to be a nice thing. I didn't know you though. when Iron Man 3 was out. Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> Before his passing in 2005, Pat Morita conceived a potential fifth Karate Kid film which would have had a dying Mr. Miyagi training Johnny Lawrence (gasps) who now works as a doctor into his peaceful karate arts so Johnny can find balance on his life before Miyagi passes away and gets sent to Okinawa so he can be buried there 
The concept never got off the ground, but it seems that a part of it has been revived for an episode of Cobra Kai. What? We haven't seen that. I, I imagine that this was part of the trivia that got added around when Cobra Kai first started. Oh, but that, that didn't happen though, did it? Well, no. No. I mean, in Cobra Kai. Yeah. No, it obviously didn't. No. It so, said it so seems that part that... of it has been revived for an episode of Cobra Kai, which is oh, probably... Oh, that would have been nice. Which is probably the bit where Johnny Lawrence is trained in karate and finding balance of his from life Daniel from LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been nice. That would have been a nice film. I would have liked that. That would have been really cool. Hmm. I'm sad about that now. Oh, also, another really strange fact... Which is just weird. This is the only film in the series in which Mr. Miyagi does not appear in the final frame of the movie before the credits begin. However... <laughs> begin. Begin. <laughs> However, he does appear in the last frame of the scene that transitions to... into the scene that plays before the credits. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, okay, right. So we had to have that last bit of the hawk flying in the air by the sea. Right, yeah, because we had to, yeah. Yeah, instead of Mr. Miyagi being in the last <laughs> frame to carry on the tradition. Mm. Clearly. 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 Well, I mean, there were parts of it that weren't too bad. I quite liked him going to the dress shop to try and find a dress that was kind of funny and sweet. And, like, you know, there were yeah. bits that were kind of... I mean, a lot of it was terrible, but... Things like that weren't too bad. See, here's the thing. I got worried at some point that this was going to become, like, a little bit of a farce because Mr. Miyagi seems so awkward about looking after a teenage girl. And, like, there was so much... This is why I said, like, he's the fish out of water in this situation. So this is why he is, like, the main character of this film and not Julie. You know, I was worried at some point that it was going to become a whole farce. Yeah. Like they were going to think, oh, he's in there buying a dress for himself. So they're going to start like saying, OK, well, we're going to take your measurements. And he and he's going to be like, oh, OK, these American customs are very strange. Like, why are you taking my measurements? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're going to get you to try on the dress. And he's like, <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah, I thought it was going to go down that route. But it's like, you know, it's just <laughs> it's a case of, well, who are you buying it for? I mean, oh, I'm okay. glad that what it wasn't kind of... like that. Yeah. That would have been really annoying. But, I mean, he really hates fighting and he gets into a lot of fights for some reason. How that happens to him, I don't know. People just want to fight him all the time. Don't really understand that. <laughs> for someone that is very insistent on avoiding fights, yeah, he, he gets into fights a lot of fights. more people than Julie does. Yeah, but he's constantly saying don't fight and then sends her to babysit children that are clearly a bit rambunctious and then he's like here you go here's loads of stuff to throw at them oh i thought you didn't want me fighting and i didn't and you didn't want me to be on the attack oh yeah but this is different you can fight them oh okay <laughs> what <laughs> and also we never actually see her do any of the homework that she promised no, him she would do no we don't see her so. do anything uh, i suppose that's one of those scenes that got left on the cutting room floor along with <laughs> all guess. of the other explanations of things in this film i suppose yeah more just holes in the plot the... than Swiss cheese. Yeah, just leaving <laughs> the music on, 
when she goes out nobody thinks to get up and tell her to turn the music down or go into her room to turn the music down and then realize that she's not there they have to wait until the fire engine and three police cars turn up to the school and then they tell them um like the bird gets taken to an animal shelter well that's fine just leave it there yeah i mean they didn't do anything harmful to the bird they gave it to people that could actually look after it yeah like that's a good thing isn't it that's the opposite of, of bad i would say and then and all she does she is take it out and, and set it. it free like she just goes into the animal shelter and goes oh yeah i'm here to pick up my bird what bird you know the hawk why is that yours oh, i just found it in the road they, they wouldn't just let her take that out would they i have no idea and she's like yeah but i've got the glove <laughs> I've got loads of raw meat. Of I love that they mine. had to put ADR of an animal that clearly isn't a hawk <laughs> over the hawk being in the scene so that you know that it's there. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, it's weird. It was weird. It was like, making like squeaks nice and chirps. Yeah, like, like sparrow noises. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that. that's not a hawk. Maybe he'd eaten a sparrow and that's what was um, yeah, making maybe. the noise. Maybe. I did think that in that scene where she lets it go, there was another bird flying. I was like, oh, it's going to immediately eat that bird. <laughs> that one's done. That one is done. It's, um, yeah, it just doesn't fill me with the same excitement and vibes and mood as all the other Karate Kid films. You know, it doesn't get me hyped and like, no. There's just not the same feeling that I get when I watch it. So it doesn't feel like a Karate Kid film to me because I know that people thought that. Mr. Miyagi was like the legend of the yes. Karate Kid series. That's fine. But I never watched the Karate Kid films to watch him because I didn't really, I actually thought he was a little bit annoying. So, given the fact that this was a film, the only part that was like reoccurring was him. Yeah. And I'm not really interested in him. It didn't really like do anything for me, to be honest. I think that the idea behind the, this the whole concept of it was we want to make a film that is going to get a new target audience in and we want girls to be able to see someone in the Karate Kid-centric role as, like, a strong, powerful girl, like, young girl who can do things equally as good as guys twice her size can. Yeah. But also is, like, edgy and relevant and <laughs> sort of relatable and, you know, things like that. Yeah. In the way that Daniel LaRusso was for scrawny kids <laughs> that had to move across the country... Aww. And weren't fitting in, you know, the for the first Karate Kid. Kid. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a bit sloppy. And like, oh, go and meet Mr. Miyagi. You haven't ever met him before. Go and meet him. Okay, fine. Hi. No, go and meet him properly. Why are you always like this? Why are you always like this, Sarah or whatever? Sarah's not me. Sarah's dead. My <laughs> mum and dad are dead because they died in a car accident and they're dead. They died in a car accident, everyone. Listen to me. That was like the most heavy-handed bit of script writing <laughs> I think I might have ever seen in my I'm life. I'm Julie. That was my mum. And my mum and dad died in a car accident together. <laughs> I have no parents now. I was desperately trying this whole time to remember what it was that I was thinking of at the start. Like, I've got to remember to mention that because it's so funny. And I 
can't and I couldn't for the life of me remember what it was this whole time and you've just reminded me like the the exposition I know, dump it didn't have to happened. be like that did it it could have been it like, literally like didn't the have grandmother to be that could way. have spoken to Mr Miyagi and said oh she's she's been having real real terrible problems since her parents died in that car accident and that would have been like yeah. an easier way that would have been to it. round it off instead of her being like no that's not me. That's my mum. My mum and dad are dead. <laughs> the whole conversation could have been, it seems like you're having trouble with your granddaughter. Well, yeah, I have since she's had to move in with me permanently. Oh, why has she had to move in with yeah. you permanently? Well, her parents died around a year ago in a car accident. Yeah. It was very unfortunate. But obviously she hasn't taken it well and she's living with me now and we don't really see eye to eye. And I mean, it's that's a, a problem. Bit long, but yeah, I but get what you like, mean. <laughs> literally, it could have been like, oh, why yeah, are you having so many problems? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess they wanted to like put across the fact that he knew the family, so he already would have known that that happened. So he wouldn't have asked, oh. But I mean, you still have, it's still a natural conversation for somebody to say, oh, sorry, you know, ever since her parents died, she's been having the, these problems. Yeah. Even if he did know that, it's still a natural way to say, this is why she's having those issues and then move on. It's yeah. Like, it was yeah. so weird. It's just like, rather than like her announcing stuff that <laughs> everyone in the room would have already known. <laughs> Shouting at everyone. It's like, okay, yeah, all right. Amber, you don't understand. My name is Drew and I like <laughs> films and talking about films and recording films, okay? Okay. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know what this podcast was about. Yeah, well, well. Okay, so I think we should give the next Karate Kid a rating so for those that might be new to this show if you are just joining us if you're one of our new listeners hello if you're one of our existing listeners hello we treat everyone equally here <laughs> every episode the person that hasn't seen the film and i think we can count this as both of us because you kind of yeah i hadn't seen the end yeah of the and i hadn't seen the middle bit so i think we can kind of count this as both of us either we either have to count this as both of us having seen the film, but doing it for the sake of the podcast for the Cobra Kai episode, or not having seen the film, which gives us a reason to do it. Yeah, you hadn't really seen the film, had you? So No, that's a whole chunk. I had seen, I think, the first 25 minutes to half an hour of this film. And then I think I've seen the last... 15 minutes of the film right and then i think i might have seen like an hour that you haven't seen i think i might have seen like a 10 minute section in the middle because there was some bit that i saw that i was like why do i remember this bit out of all of it for some reason mm. i don't know so yeah majority of this film yeah. was relatively new to me and you know for someone who's a really big fan of karate kid you think i would have seen it <laughs> But, yeah, but you just know how bad it is before you even start. So what's the point? I mean, maybe there was just like very little interest in it. And yeah. I, from what I can remember, when I saw sort of trailers for it on VHS copies of Karate Kid and stuff mm. like that, because in VHS copies they always have trailers for like yeah, the films the that follow yeah. this one, yeah, right? Yeah. I distinctly remember pretty much the entire end fight sequence being in the trailer of the next Karate Kid. Yeah, probably. And it's basically just like a couple of shots of her 
looking like she's learning or practicing karate in the bit behind the waterfall. Yeah. Right? And then the end bit. Yeah, but that's the trailer. thought that they were getting karate in the film. And they weren't. And they weren't. So, false advertising. They were getting Hilary Swank learning about valuing life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as we do every episode, the person that hasn't seen the film, which in this case is both of us, gets to give the film a rating, but every episode, what the rating is out of, changes. So, with that in mind, Amber, what are you going to give the next Karate Kid, and what is it going to be out of? Well, spoiler alert, I didn't really like this film very much. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to give it to... Mm. <laughs> mm. And I'm going to give it to bungee cords two bungee cords yeah i didn't really know what else okay. to do there isn't re- there isn't even a standout part of the film that really? you can give really like, oh there was the bowling part which is quite funny actually yeah that bowling part was i, I like the i like the monks like that was a good that was good yeah this and then again that was another reason why i was worried it was going to turn into a farce yeah because they were a little bit like that because the whole thing of them being out of the monastery for the first time in however long yeah was a little bit like 25 years yeah I was like that's a little bit of a fuss like how do they know bowling and he just explains well oh, they it's don't bowling. he just does yeah they probably bowl at the monastery <laughs> I mean they've got to do something to pass the time surely they can't yeah. all be like doing the sand zen guard and stuff yeah. all the time but they, then again maybe yeah so I'm going to agree with your two. And it's weird because I think that's the lowest rating that I've given. Yeah, I've something. given low things before. But but you here's the thing. You've given films two out of five before because there was stuff in the film that you just... It was probably for comedy films that you just didn't enjoy. Yeah. It was just films that really didn't land with you. And it's weird that you're giving this one a two out of a franchise that you really do like for reasons that are basically the writing in it was not that great. And no, it's just not a great it film. felt less like a Karate Kid film than it should have been. Yeah. Which is why I was suspicious that it might be the start of a franchise. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. this is them meeting each other, getting used to, like, how the other person works. Mm. And there's going to be other films, which is also them as yeah. well. But then they obviously scrap the whole thing. I'm going to give it two as well. I think I'm going to give it two cockroaches because she nearly killed the cockroach and then it, all of the monks she shouldn't have, well she never would have killed it if she'd hit it over the top like that anyway I, th- I thought you were supposed to flip them over I, I don't know because it's the shell the shell is like indestructible so if you try and bash it on its back with the shell in the middle of it it never it never ever is going to die you have wow. to flip it over and do it on its yeah I, I didn't know that yeah is, is that wow I, I mean, yeah, hey, you learn something new every day. I've never tried it, and I wouldn't do it. And I'm not saying kill an animal or an insect or whatever, but I'm just saying she never would have killed it like that anyway. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. They said in this film that, you know, you should learn to respect all life. All life has meaning, you know, even 
insect life or whatever and yeah i'm the same like you i came up the stairs the other day and you were like there's a spider on the stairs it's looking at me <laughs> it felt like it was looking at me it was looking at me i was like ah i'll put it outside Spiders are are a useful part of the ecosystem. Just put them outside. Don't yeah, squash fine. them. Poor things. You know how difficult it is to make one of those? Honestly. Well, there's literally hundreds, so it doesn't seem like that's that difficult. Wow. <laughs> so, there you have it. The next Karate Kid gets two from each of us. But what do you all out there think? of the next Karate Kid. Do you think that it's a worthy continuation of the franchise and that actually you would have liked to have seen some more from Hilary Swank being the next Karate Kid? Or is it not the Karate Kid without Daniel LaRusso? Or, more importantly, Johnny Lawrence, the real Karate Kid? Ah. All of these opinions and more can be sent to us via our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amberin. And make sure to use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. Amber, if the listeners have enjoyed this episode and are hopefully staying tuned to hear all about our opinions of Cobra Kai Season 5, what else should they do? Like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow BTTR Podcast on Insta. Absolutely do that. And if we do get some reviews coming in on podcast apps of whatever it is that you are listening to us on, we may well read them out. Oh. Ah, if we get a, f- a couple of reviews coming in saying some nice things about us, that warms our cold, dead hearts, <laughs> we might just read them out. So you never know. There's an incentive for you. But until our next episode, we are going to temporarily leave you. And then when we come back, you know, don't get, don't miss us too much because we're going to be right back talking about Cobra Kai Season 5. And we are going to be talking heavy spoilers maybe even some theories about what might be happening in the next season of Cobra Kai as well. So now is your opportunity to pause this show, go and watch all of Cobra Kai season five. It'll only take you five and a bit hours, maybe around five hours. That's scheduling in a couple of pee breaks and some pausing to go and get some snacks and stuff. But you've spent longer than that watching, you know, like Lord of the Rings or something. So why not do it for something good? Ooh, controversial opinion there. I know, right? So go away. Watch Cobra Kai season five. Come back and pick up where you left off. And we'll see you in a second. Okay, and you are joining us back again now for our talk on Cobra Kai Season 5. So, if you were listening to the episode and you haven't seen Cobra Kai Season 5 and you don't want spoilers, this is your last opportunity because we are going to be talking spoilers for Cobra Kai Season 5 and possibly what the future of karate in the valley might look like. (laughs) Because, as the old saying goes... 
If you don't know karate, stay the hell out of the valley. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you were going to say, as the old saying goes, history repeats itself. (laughs) (laughs) So history does repeat itself quite a few times (laughs) in this, doesn't it? So, okay, season five of Cobra Kai lots of stuff happened and after season four there was a lot of stuff that i don't really think that i could have called happening really because i didn't you always kind of know where it's headed in a certain way though you always know with cobra kai kind of what you're going to get like there's going to be a twist but you do kind of see it happening yeah and i'm not i'm not saying that's a bad thing because they do it on a little bit on purpose so that you kind of think oh yeah i called that you know yeah a little bit like there there are there were moments that during season three and season four you're kind of like oh it would be really cool if we could actually see miguel and robbie getting along because it's like yeah sure they're the big rivalry and at this point is cobra kai has gone on so long that everyone has now been on both sides of the yeah. equation. Like, Miguel's been in Cobra Kai, mm. and Hawk's been in Cobra Kai, and they've also both been in Miyagi-Do, and they've also both been in Eagle Fang. So, like, everyone has played on every team yeah. at this point. So it's like, I think everyone is is kind of at one point like, oh yeah, I remember being in Cobra Kai as well. They they said this and they said that. And they were like, wait, when were you in Cobra Kai? Oh yeah, it was before you got here. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think there were a few moments like that that happened throughout. It's like, oh yeah, that person was in Cobra Kai at one point. So I found, I found that kind of funny. But I mean, the big plot points of this series were John Kreese in prison Mm -hmm. obviously Tori coming to terms with the fact that the referee got bribed Yeah, Daniel LaRusso basically having a ninja assassin work with him yeah 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 and getting his ass kicked all over town and did? well daniel russo got kicked about quite a lot in this i think the only time that daniel russo was actually winning a fight was in the last episode hmm. really yeah I he got so. kicked about and a he lot act- he actually this time really tried not to fight <laughs> yeah i know i said like in the next karate kid Mr. Miyagi always says that there's no point in fighting. He doesn't like fighting, only fight when you have to, but literally looks like he goes out to fight every two minutes. But Daniel genuinely this time looked like he wasn't trying to go out for a fight. Yeah. But the way you phrased it was for someone that talks about not fighting, he seems to get into more fights than most people I know. Yeah. You were like, I don't have the policy of not getting into fights and I've never been in a fight. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was like, huh, that's a... A strange way of thinking about it, I suppose. But, and then, obviously, the big plot point of the film... Well, I mean, I suppose another one right at the start was Miguel finding his father. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I thought was going to be a much bigger deal. And I'm wondering 
if that is actually going to be something that makes a resurgence at some point. I don't know, because I feel like that was just kind of like a short, necessary thing to get the Miguel, Robbie, Johnny thing off the ground. So it's like he's Mm. realised that the person that's actually been there for him and stepped up doesn't have to be his birth dad. It can be him. Yeah. And he realizes like what that guy put his mum through what he's like that he doesn't, doesn't want care. him in his life anyway yeah so he may as well just stick to the people that actually want him there and have put up an effort and fight for him yeah. instead of like that guy. it was kind of heartbreaking on his behalf really because it's the bit where he says that he gave up everything and gave up you know his family and his roots and everything like that for the sake of his business and what he was doing yeah. and he said and i felt absolutely nothing yeah i don't care and, really. and he didn't care and i was like that's actually kind of <laughs> pretty but, heartbreaking I mean, as a, yeah that that is like that must feel bad when they say that to you but at the same time he can kind of think to himself mm. he wasn't old enough for his dad to even know him at that point so it's not like his dad had grown up with him he got to like 12 or 13 and then went oh yeah I just left you and I didn't care yeah. like you know like yeah. he's known him for a long time and then gone no you meant nothing to me whatever yeah. but the fact that like he didn't even know him to know whether he liked him or not anyway so I mean that would make you feel a little bit yeah. better wouldn't it yeah she'd be I... like well it's not like it's not because of him it wasn't like his personality or something that he did or how he is that his dad found it easy to leave him he didn't even know him because he wasn't yeah. even barely a person it's, yet it, i suppose for him it's like oh it had nothing to do with me that he left yeah and my mom was trying to tell me the, she whole, was time right the whole time yeah. he, he was a dangerous person and it's like oh okay fine like that's 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 great that you have that closure but it is obviously still like upsetting for him oh yeah it's upsetting but i mean it might it just would like make me feel slightly better the fact that i wasn't old enough for him to even remember like make an opinion on me yeah exactly so it's nothing to do which in a way is like if it was something to do with him at least that would give him more reason to dislike him afterwards I guess, but but I mean... I just feel like you would find it like a cleaner break if somebody that you didn't really know anyway was like, oh yeah, I I didn't feel anything for leaving. You'd go, right, well, that's just got to be behind me then because he doesn't Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose so. But then I think the biggest point of this series is Johnny Lawrence. Baby Johnny Lawrence. (laughs) No, not baby Johnny Lawrence. (laughs) Well, it could... Well, okay, it could be baby Johnny Lawrence. Johnny... Johnny Lawrence Jr. <laughs> JLJ. JLJR. Oh, no. JL Jr. No, stop. Okay, all right. But there's the, everything's coming up Johnny at the moment. Hmm. Johnny's getting his life together. I was happy about that. Yeah. Because it's like... And, and I understand how characters have to evolve over seasons. Like, I get that. But I was also wondering, like, how long they were going to push... Johnny being having things go wrong for him having him be the underdog having him be the fallout you know like Johnny's got to get a win at some (laughs) point and I feel like out of all the seasons of Cobra Kai this was the one ironically 
that focused the least on Johnny Lawrence, but at the same time had the most happen to him. Yeah. Like, it's a really weird sense, because the whole focus of season five is Daniel LaRusso and Terry Silver and how they're going to take each other down. And Johnny Lawrence kind of goes... I've got a reason to stay out of this. Yeah, now. until the end when he's like, I'm fed up with this now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> which is fair, it's been going on long enough. Yeah, and he literally says he's had an impact on all of our lives. He's threatened yeah. me, he's threatened yeah, exactly. my family. So now I am going to step in. And I think he kind of thought that he had had a win over Crease a little bit and he'd kind of said to him, oh, chump whatever <laughs> <laughs> chump hey chump listen so like he want, he said and daniel said he was going to give him the name of a lawyer to help him get yeah. out and actually he just wrote on the bit of paper or whatever so i think he kind of was like like that's fine i feel better about that now that's done one thing closed yeah like that type of thing yeah and so now he can kind of just go let's just finish this once and for all and i'm done with all of it and we'll just start some scratch like it's getting on his nerves yeah and I, and I like that. I like that Johnny had that moment of going... Because he never really had any investment as to who Terry Silver was. And actually, Johnny only really found out about Terry Silver in the last yeah, season. Yeah, he wasn't really this... that bothered about yeah, him, he I was just think. Like... I think he just thought, like, at first, the first couple of yeah. seasons, he wanted to fight because he was really angry about his situation and it made him more angry. And he just wanted to fight everyone all the time. And then now he's kind of had a reason to step back and not be angry and fight because he was quite happy. And then this guy's pulled him into it. Yeah. So he has to fight to get himself out. Yeah. I think at one point, I can't remember if it was at, right at the start of this season or towards the end of last season, but Daniel LaRusso is trying to talk Johnny into helping him against Terry Silver and against Cobra Kai. And he goes why yeah exactly. like what like, do i have I like know. what do i have against this guy john crease was the guy i didn't like and he's, and he's in, prison in prison now yeah. so <laughs> it's a little bit like yeah i have like i have no reason to get involved with terry silver but then he obviously takes it upon himself to ter terry silver takes it upon himself to kind of pull johnny into it a little bit and put a How little bit of a do that? threat on him it was just through circumstance because he was at the hospital when they were getting checked out and because he knows his allegiance to Daniel and closing down Miyagi-Do. But needless to say, Johnny gets involved and he wants, because he wants to help Daniel. And I feel like seeing him and Daniel and Mike Effing Barnes all together. Like, I, out of everyone that I thought they were going to bring back, I, like, I, I didn't actually think Mike Barnes was going to be that high up. So seeing him in this series, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy did exist. And what's happening to him? And it's such, it's so funny because obviously there has to be certain amounts of misunderstandings and i do find it funny that the comedy of errors 
that happens more often than not in Cobra Kai is overhearing a conversation that takes on a completely different meaning when you're just overhearing it and getting the wrong side of things. Yeah. And then getting into a fight over it and chosen basically completely misreading the situation. Yeah, just going straight in. <laughs> I've had, there are multiple times where Chosen just gets involved and it's just like... <laughs> but that's just how it was. That was like classic him as well. He just... Oh, yeah. Like, but Daniel Lorenzo shows up to Okinawa. This guy doesn't even know who he is, but, all of, but straight away he's just like, oh, I don't like him. Well, yeah, but why though? But it's just... Like, even coming from a different country, you're not a Neanderthal. And, like, you can understand and see clearly when people are, like, messing around or whatever. And then it's just like, oh, he's trying. He's working with Terry Silver. He's trying to kill you. It's like, no, no, we were, we were shaking hands. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a Neanderthal. Yeah, like he understand, he would understand. He that. just knew why he was going there, and he just wanted to help him. Yeah, I get that. And I did. I thought that him going undercover in Cobra Kai was going to last a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Yeah, well. it didn't like he kind of blew his cover after <laughs> I about. I know. He's after about like but one then, like, session. He's also, there. always been really dumb as well. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. For, for someone who's a ninja and is like basically a hired assassin, he's <laughs> no, not he's that actually smart. not though, is he? He's not actually an assassin or a ninja. He's just somebody who knows karate. Well, this guy, this guy's life is about karate. That's all he knows. He doesn't know how to interact with people. He's never he's never been drunk before. He's never. <laughs> it's just a stranger in a strange land. I suppose. But what do you think the the future holds? Because obviously we've we've we're recording this right off of the back of watching the last episode, episode ten mm. of season five. And what an episode, what a finale. Because you said at one point, oh, I know what he's going to do. He's going to use all of Terry Silver's techniques. Oh, <laughs> Silver, you did a wrong one by teaching him all of your moves. Yeah, that was stupid. That I mean, who would have thought that in 35 years time or whatever, he would be <laughs> he would be fighting him and destroying him. Right, because using his of own what techniques. Terry Silver taught him all that time ago. Yeah, just comes back on you. You know, you should be careful who you talk to and what you do, because because that, that you was what back. you were saying about the next Karate Kid with the guy who was teaching the military kids. Right, you were saying if you're teaching these kids and they can't beat you. In yeah, a you're fight. a terrible teacher. You're obviously not teaching obviously, them well. Obviously, Terry Silver's an actually very good teacher. <laughs> right? He actually knows what he's doing, obviously. So that kind of gives you a bit more respect for him. The fact that, like, a student of his from 35 years ago still remembers everything that he taught him. So, like, I know 
Daniel Arusa had it in his head already. Like he became a good student because of the way Mr. Miyagi taught him. Wasn't right. like defensive, attacking. It was like listen, knowledge is key, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So he made him a good student. So he just soaked up everything that Terry Silver told him. But even so, to put it into practice all that time later, after not really using it that much, yeah, he must have. I mean, he must have been quite good at teaching. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, and I know that obviously we're not watching it's like with any martial arts film you're not watching something that's like a live actual no. fight between people so obviously you're watching stuff that, that is choreographed wasn't them <laughs> i i mean mm, it wasn't that no, guy wasn't even asian it, well no i think <laughs> some of the stunt because you what you got to remember a lot of it is them though oh yeah so a lot I do, of it i do is. know that but i think that that part where it was like a wide shot was a little bit too nimble for their mm. age, that's all. I feel like out of all of the people that aren't Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, I feel like out of all of the rest of the cast of adults that aren't, you know, the kids that are obviously well-trained and can do their own stunts because yeah. they're young enough, I feel like... Terry Silver, Ian Thomas Griffith, Thomas Ian Griffith, I always forget which way around they are. I feel like he is the person who is the most capable yeah, of doing I think so as his well. own stunts. Yeah, I think so as well. He's the one who can bring the most into an actual scene. Because he looks like he still looks after himself and he's a little bit like, he looks almost in real life like a little bit, I don't want to say hippie, but like, Athletic, yeah. yeah. So I don't mean hippie, but I mean like, like a bit wild, a bit more natural, yeah. like looking after himself. You know I that mean, type of thing. Bloody hell, John Kreese. As as much as I like him as a character, as an antagonist in Cobra Kai, mm. I feel like Terry Silver is a little bit too like uber rich and powerful. Like yeah. he's almost overpowered yeah. as an antagonist. And I feel like John Kreese is the original bad guy of the Cobra Kai series and yeah, the Karate he is, Kid. But like, right? I understand him kind of. Like I understand why he does the things that he does. Yes. So like even on this episode, it made sense at the beginning when he said he was just trying to give them what he didn't have so they wouldn't make his mistakes and they wouldn't be bullied yeah. and they wouldn't be beaten up. Yes. Like, he was trying to teach children how to fight so that they mm. wouldn't have the situation, like, experience. Every that villain is the hero of their own story. I know, but Terry Silver does... He's not a hero of any story. No, he's just, he's just like power hungry. <laughs> but even John Kreese, who I think is the original bad guy of Cobra Kai, right? Even then, even for him, they had to replace him with the pl with the person that plays his young self to do a fight scene in the prison with. Yeah, yeah, because he's old. He's yeah. super old. He he's is. in his 70s, probably. He is. But, I mean... I can see, so I can see why they had to do that to make a good yeah, yeah. fight scene. Yeah, definitely. But and, was like, and it was quite nice. But yeah, it was kind of. It was good to see that happen and get the sense that oh, actually, he's meant to be doing all of this, but yeah. we're seeing his young self because that's how he sees himself. Yeah, yeah. Now. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I get that. I get that. 
But the crane kick makes a <laughs> makes a flying comeback. Mm, I'm, I mean, I am not going to complain about any part of Cobra Kai ever right. for my whole life. I'm never going to say anything bad about it. So you're not going to get... No. <laughs> oh, there's, so there isn't a but. You're not going to get any uh, okay. complaint from me about anything. Just like, spoiler alert, I'm never going to say anything bad about it. So don't even try. Okay, cool. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I like it. I yeah. like everything that they do. I like everything that they do. And the fact that they keep bringing people back from the old films, love it. The fact that they keep flashbacking back to the old films, love it. He uses all the stuff that Terry Silver taught him. And that was it what I was shows it like meshed together. And he, yeah. he's like, love it, love it. I love everything about the, it. <laughs> in that last fight scene, and I knew that it had to come down to Daniel LaRusso and Terry yeah, Silver or something. And I was like, is Johnny Lawrence going to make a triumphant, like, kick-ass return no, like, at some even point? he knows that it's is not it his fight, Is it going to be Daniel LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence, and Mike Barnes all taking on? And I was like, no, it has to it's be. It's Daniel's fight. It's the bit where he catches the punch between the I knee love and the elbow. That that so was much. <laughs> so like he looks. <laughs> I loved it. I like, and again, obviously, Johnny Lawrence is the hero of Cobra Kai as a series. Obviously, we know that, and I don't think I have screamed. Johnny! So loud as I did in this episode where he sees the yeah. scan of the, the baby like, scan. And I'm like, oh, you suckers are going <laughs> down. <laughs> so that moment was was the moment. I think the only ever the only other time I screamed Johnny as loudly as that was when he went to the Cobra Kai dojo to save Daniel Oh, that was so Maruso. good. That was so good. <laughs> that was This great. is what I mean. How can you complain about it? I know there's like, there could be a lot of people that say, oh, well, they're just bringing back all the old stuff and they're just repeating everything they did in the films. And yeah. They keep flashbacking. History like, repeats how... <laughs> itself. Yeah, listen to this song. So Terry Silver taught Daniel these techniques all of these years ago, and now he's using them to win. Yeah. History repeats itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just like, obviously, it's for the fans, and it's like lip service, and it's like when people complain about Star Wars, they're bringing too much stuff back. It's not a story; they're just bringing in. It's just too nostalgic. No, I wasn't even around <laughs> when these films came out, so I don't have like that old like age old nostalgia like trip with them type thing sure but even i like when they go back to like the old stuff and i'm like oh it's like the film oh he's doing stuff from the film like, <laughs> i just like it yeah I don't, I don't know why you would have a problem with it it's just it's just like fun it's just a fun show that's like easy to watch it's just a good time and it's just it's just nice like it's just it's just fun i feel like this last episode in particular but also this series in particular solidified to me why i think that karate kid 3 is one of the better ones of the franchise mm. as well because this justified daniel larusso learning 
Cobra Kai techniques yeah. and getting pushed into it by but Obviously, they didn't Mike know that then and... when they wrote the film. No, <laughs> no. And Mike Barnes got kind of a bit of redemption, really. But I mean, yeah, he stole he the painting like... that was worthless. I mean, this is the thing. Mike Barnes was in this series for a sum total of probably 20 minutes. I know, but then that's kind of the amount of time that his character was in the film for. <laughs> Like oh, he yeah, wasn't I mean, a big player a in the point. film. He just turned up a few times to like kick point. him about a bit. Yeah. It wasn't. I was really. I was actually surprised that they brought him back. I didn't really understand that too much. But I, I guess they need somebody else as like they a returning just like keep, character. keep like ringing people yeah. up who used to play characters in Karate Kid yeah. and say who's available on this day and he was. So he just turned up. <laughs> and you said something really interesting towards the start of this of this series as well, because. Obviously, this series picks up after the competition at the end of last season where Miyagi-Do, Eagle Fang, basically lost the tournament overall, but it was rigged yeah. from the so start. Yeah, so they won, really. So Terry Silver started opening up Cobra Kai all gyms over. all over. And you said something that I thought was really interesting at the start of this series because you said... Actually, I can understand why Cobra Kai would be so successful in bringing in kids. Because if they had a flashy gym with a smoothie bar and adverts on TV and cool uniforms like what they have and, you know, everything's branded, everything's like Under Armour and... Stuff yeah, like that cool. with the Cobra Kai logo. And you said, if I was a kid, I would think that would be really cool and I would want to join Cobra Kai. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. They're not all like, they're, I mean, they're not all bad kids. They go there wanting a good teacher yeah. and a nice place to do it. Yeah. And then he just turns them into that, which, I mean, obviously that's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Isn't it? But I definitely, I mean, everybody wants to go and work for a company that have like good benefits in a nice office yeah. nice environment yeah. like nice you know well i mean i as one, say nice people that work there but not really as one kid pointed <laughs> out as one kid pointed out at least this dojo has a roof yeah literally <laughs> i was like yeah oh, yeah actually so, yeah, it's a good point i mean he's just got so much money to throw at the thing that he can just bring as many people in as he wants but like daniel larusso also has a lot of money to throw at it he just thinks that it should be simple and you don't need all of the gubbins and like you know bells and whistles to be good mm. at it mm. so he just knows that all you need is a back garden a fence and a car yeah <laughs> and you can do karate because that's how he learned it's like karate it doesn't matter and that's how, how much won. money you've got yeah. he's not going to throw all his money at it because it's a waste of time it doesn't it doesn't it's not necessary exactly it's the but teachings to have a big audience or a big team you need a, you do need those yeah, bells yeah. And whistles. <laughs> you do need a smoother bar on a roof I mean, a smoothie bar and a roof is like bare minimum what I would like from a gym. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can exactly. I can I can understand that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know about that woman. That woman kind of annoyed me. I know that was out of nowhere, but I just remember like got a flash of her face and was like, oh yeah. So I don't, she's, I don't know about her too much. But. She's the da- granddaughter of the person yeah, that the taught teacher. that taught Terry Silver and John Kreese. Mm their style of well not John Kreese but Terry Silver that style of 
karate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she was... I mean... I don't know what's going to happen to her. She's going to take it over, obviously. Yeah, probably. Probably. And I think there's going to be between her and John Kreese. I know. No, don't say that. Now, here's don't the thing. Don't say anything about that. Because now, <laughs> now here's, there's two things we have to address. First of all, both of them are around John Kreese. Mm. But... First of all, him seeing the deep faked young version of Johnny Lawrence. That literally made me cry. <laughs> that was heartbreaking. Because, because it wasn't really Johnny Lawrence, but no. it just made me think that it was him talking about that. Like, I feel like, I know he doesn't like him, but there's always a part of him that actually does like him, which is what makes him hate him so much. So it's like, yeah. he knows that he can't ever get rid of him because there's always a bit in there that's like, oh, but he was actually quite good to me or, oh, yeah. but he did, like, teach me this and he did... Like, like yeah. he can't get rid of him. And no. so that's why he hates him so much because actually, he actually likes him. Like, and he's, like, fighting with himself all the time. So, yeah, because he was always the mentor to him and you can't yeah. take that back. Because he knows no how rubbish how... his dad was. Yeah, and I think it's the other way around with John Kreese as well. Like, John Kreese saw you you see him say to terry silver at one point there's a kid that i think could be the next champion and yeah he's so and he's, he's actually so really great nice about him and he's even time. got he's even got the same name as me <laughs> and, and he says to the prison woman like i thought he was my son like i felt like he was my son i treated mm. him or like i felt like you know yeah he was his son yeah and although and it's i just don't like, know whether he was telling the truth or whether he just wanted her to come over to him and like that's be what we gotta work so out. that he could take her thing that's what we gotta work I out think like it's was true, it though. i think he just keeps pretending that he doesn't have that side to him but actually he does i mean he's told johnny lawrence quite a few times mm. i treated you like you know my son or like yeah. family or i did this for you and why aren't you grateful and i think he thinks that he's really helped him and yeah really like done him a service yeah yeah absolutely and he hasn't, he's messed him up and you were so worried throughout the last episode you were like oh my god i think people are actually going yeah, because to I die thought, oh this is gonna be the one where there's like a twist in the town someone's actually gonna be dead but i mean i'm glad that that didn't happen because no. i was so anxious about it the whole time i didn't even want to watch but at the same time, it would be a little bit kind of dramatic and cool to have like the tragedy of like a sudden twist, mm, mm, twist death mm. or something. Like it's quite. Like, season five is the is the season that has dropped the most f bombs. <laughs> I know. I was going to say. Date. I saw Daniel Larusso swear. <laughs> I never thought I would see Daniel Larusso drop the f bomb. What would his F-bomb? mother think of that? Right. Well, she's from Jersey. I'm sure she'll understand. Mm. But. I don't think that they could drop that many f bombs and have a death and at the keep, end. I think saying, that would be. Like, <laughs> yeah. It keeps saying um, when you go to turn it on on Netflix, the warnings that come up is sex references. I've never even heard them mention no, it once. On? Never heard them. Oh, oh, he's had it. Oh, he's got a baby. Scam. He's got a baby oh, on the right. way. So I mean, <laughs> obviously that means that they must have done it at some point. <laughs> so. You know, I know there's like some parts that got a little bit more racy in this series mm. than all the rest of them, but it still wasn't like you didn't see anything. No, no, nothing, nothing too. There was literally nothing at other all. Than, other than the swearing, this could have been a, a 12A series. Yeah, did they not have it as like a 15 or something? Or I think it was. <laughs> no, it's a, a big, 15. He gets I think a big it's... gash in his back. Yeah, yeah, he gets chosen, gets cut. I'm glad chosen didn't. I mean, that die. was like flapping open. But oh, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> 
I'm glad Chosen didn't die. I think it would have been too dramatic. I mean, there's no way that Terry Silver would have been able to buy his way out of literally killing someone. But that's what I was thinking. This so... is what I said. He's like an inch away from hitting that guy's neck or head or face off of that table. Yeah. Like you go in there to do a simple karate fight thinking you're just getting somebody off your back and then you push somebody a little bit too far and you killed someone. Yeah. Although a dude did get his fingers sliced off by yeah, another dude. That's... So that was that was that was pretty bad, but I mean I think you can you can recover from that. Well, yeah. But I I I do think that it's given chosen a reason to be out of commission for a lot of the next series. Yeah, he's going to go back home now. That's why I thought they were going to kill him off because I thought. Yeah, there have to be a reason for him to not be in the next one because he's obviously not going to... I mean, the thing is, they've run out of films now, so they can't keep bringing old people back anymore because they've run out. Well, will they bring Hilary Swank into it? Why? That's what I'm wondering. Why I would mean, they do that? There's literally he, zero connection. Daniel LaRusso. No, I know. But I did find it funny that his, his wife's cousin is the woman yeah, from Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah, that was a weird connection. But I thought... I like that. Yeah, that It's like, was, now that you know cool. the story of how they met. Yeah. Like, him, how he met his wife. That's really Absolutely. nice. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So what are your predictions for season six? My prediction is that John Kreese is going to come out... Well, I mean, that's happened already. But he's going to be out and he's going to go and find Johnny Lawrence and he's going to say, I'm so sorry that I did all those things to you, but I love you really. And they're going to hug. And then Johnny Lawrence is going to say, guess what, John Kreese? I'm going to be a dad. I'm having another kid. And then John Kreese is going to be like, oh, I'm going to be here for your baby like a granddad. And then there's going to be a nice big shot of them at the end. He's hold- When the baby's born, he's holding the baby like a granddad. And everyone's going to be like, eh. Wow, you really don't want anything dramatic to happen in uh, in season six, do you? That's dramatic. I mean, it's pretty... It's well, that's good... really dramatic. There's Somebody no intention People there, who used though. to fight each other all the time has yeah, now turned true. around to be actually liking him. Yeah. So do you <laughs> think that this is this is it and Terry Silver is, like, locked away and... I mean, he's obviously locked away, but he's going to be trying to do stuff from the inside. I mean, I, I kind of hope that they don't make it too much of a thing or give him too much, like, space because hmm. it's like, yeah, that has kind of run its course now and... The third film finished. Yeah. That storyline, it's like it's Daniel LaRusso's beaten him and he's used his stuff against him. And that was what that's the story of the film. Mm. Him, you know, the like the kind of jeopardy in between. Yeah. Is he gonna be Cobra Kai? Is he gonna be Miyagi? That's sort yeah. of thing. So that's all done now. So there isn't anything left of that film. So there isn't anything left of Terry Silver, surely. No, I guess not. But I I wanna know why people aren't talking more about the Senkai Taikai. I mean, it literally baffles me that there yeah, are people out in the that? world... Actually, wait, that... stop. What is happening with that? Because he isn't their teacher anymore. No. So That's why she's be... going to have to do... No, but yeah. are... they don't have a team anymore. Well... They just won't be a part of it then. I think that she will like the 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 female sensei yeah i forget what her name is but she will probably try and put together like a team of the the other senseis that they brought in 
to, yeah, to teach adults. at Cobra. Yeah, but why I do don't adults know that keep fighting kids all the time? Why are adults fighting fighting kids all the time? <laughs> and what do we think that the combination of Eagle Fang and Miyagi Do is going to oh, yeah, be called? Oh yeah, we never heard that. They never there are came so up with a many name. Things like so, we never got to see them do that thing. The sen- the sen- sen- the Senkai Tai Kai. Yeah, <laughs> never got to see. No, I mean, nothing was even mentioned of that ever again. And well, then they're they building said, up to oh, it. They were building up to the same Kai Tai Kai. You'll, you'll, like, you'll hear eventually what the name's going to be. We'll work on it. And that hasn't happened either. This is what we've got to figure out. So maybe it's going back to basics. Maybe it's Johnny and Daniel trying to figure out the balance of how to... T- I mean, they, they, this is the thing. In this series, they finally got their act together. They finally got along like a team. And I absolutely love yeah, it yeah now Chris is going to come in and like pull them apart again yeah and there are so many moments where you in this series where you thought oh this is going to break down this is where they're going to come to blows this is where they're no. going to get upset at one another and it went the opposite way and they went oh actually no you're right it's I totally fine, understand yeah. it's fine <laughs> and I was like oh my god what people making sensible decisions and acting like this is a series where people just made good decisions yeah. every single time <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, people are making the right decision here. This is great to see. <laughs> Finally, they've they've wisened up to it. So I think that it's going to be the journey to the Senkai Taikai. And I think that they're going to be entered into it and they're going to get their style, their combination unorthodox style of martial arts displayed in the Senkai Taikai but I think that she is going to try to stop them along their way because she the whole thing was that she was said to Terry Silver that he had a promise to her grandfather to bring his style of karate to the masses to the mainstream and I think that she's still going to want to do that and I think that John Kreese is going to have to adopt a new name because John Kreese is quote unquote dead. So he's going to have to make a new I personality. I mean, I know I said that I wasn't going to say negative things about it because I like it and everything about it is just fine. It's just a fun show. So just sure. like, it's like how I didn't just live with it. But that, that one bit was a bit confusing how he managed to escape. Just walk out. Yeah. Well, I mean, he managed to walk out because he created like a big diversion type thing. It's funny how but, absolutely no one questions you if you're wearing a, a white doctor's coat. I know, but what I don't understand is how he could make it out of the door all the way down the road. They would have gone into that room. They would have seen that the two paramedics were lying on the ground and the guy that's supposed to have been knifed wasn't there anymore. And the mm. doctor, who we didn't do anything to, well, I suppose we don't really know. We don't know. But anyway, but the doctor Probably still him out. would have been like, but oh, he just sat up gone. like bloody Michael Myers in yeah, the chair, like, like the freaking up. Terminator. I know. <laughs> but that's what I don't. But that's what I mean. By the time they would have run in there and gone, oh, he's not actually here on the bed anymore. Quick, we better turn around and go back down the corridor because he might have escaped. Mm. I reckon he's out with a vendetta against Daniel LaRusso. No, but they would have found because him. Because he he double bluffed him and left them, and they both left him just in prison. So I reckon he's got a little bit of a vendetta. He's got a vendetta against everyone. He's John Kreese, of course he does. She's just sort himself out. Yeah. 
And I reckon we're going to see, in season six, I reckon we're going to see the birth of baby Lawrence. Yeah, I hope so. That's going to be so cool. And Miguel and Robbie are going to have to do babysitting duties. I mean, I know there are going to be, like, rocky patches for them, I think. But they've still moved themselves forward. So there will be times where there will be, like, a bit of arguing, a bit, you know, still that, like, tension sometimes. I'm just happy to see Robbie, Miguel, Hawk, and uh Yeah, just being adults and getting on with it. yeah. And that's down to Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence together. Like, knuckle yeah, down and defend yourself. Being a team. But, get, but be an adult and get on with it. Like, yeah. just be responsible. All on the same side. That was the highlight Protect for me. the egg. Protect the egg. Protect the egg. That was so good as well. That was brilliant. It was just like all those episodes ago, they learnt that thing. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love how history repeats <laughs> itself. Don't you? I actually love... How that, history that wasn't history repeating itself. itself. That was just them being taught a lesson. That, that, that was. <laughs> they used yeah. a lesson. Yeah. But even so, I love I love that. how Chosen just goes around with size. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, he must in have the way. Like, he just always he got them. He never would have been let into that club with them. No. But even so. Okay, so I think that's where we're going to wrap it up for our spoiler talk of Cobra Kai Season 5. So there you have it. Some theories for what the future of karate the in the valley out? I want it to be now looks like I, I wish it was now I wish it was now I'm not ready to stop no I'm not ready either so here's what I think is going to happen I think that season 6 is going to come out maybe August next year I think they're going to take a year to film and produce and release it mm. I reckon that it's going to come out late summer early autumn next year we're gonna no, finally we're gonna we're gonna build up to the senkai taikai it baffles me that people just aren't more concerned with the senkai it's like people don't even you... know about the senkai taikai and i feel like that's a tragedy why do you keep saying that because it I, I i because i feel like more people should just know what do you mean by, about the senkai what do you mean taikai by more people though but who do you why, mean by people well everyone everyone <laughs> why why don't people realize how much of a big deal the senkai yeah, taikai when is? you say people who are you talking about everyone everyone in the world well like Amber. the people next door and that yes <laughs> okay yes everyone Everyone should be talking about how important the Senkai Taikai is. No. Okay? So I reckon that's where we're going to get to. And I, re- I genuinely hope that this karate Ra- Ralph kid... Ralph Macchio said he, um, he doesn't know anything about the status of Cobra Kai and, and if anything is going to happen for season six, but they might get good news. That's what he said. I absolutely think it'll get greenlit and i said it hasn't officially been picked up and i have to say that because that's the truth okay well i hope it does and i hope that we get to see what happens with the senkai taikai and i hope that this karate kid film that's been announced is the culmination of cobra kai yeah, because I you don't get six understand. Six seasons and a movie. I don't understand why they would. I mean, it wouldn't be their choice to end no. it now. Obviously, it would be whether some like Netflix wanted to carry on. But I mean, one extra series to a 
a series that's already one, yeah one extra season to a series that's already kind of shown that it's popular and people it's like it popular, I don't know why longevity. they would stop it's it got now. legs if no. they say this is the last one there'd be no point in them saying oh no you're not doing the last one not good enough no. that doesn't make sense they would I, I reckon they should do at least one more if anything to just round it out and give everyone like that final yeah this is it now this is this is how it all comes to a close yeah you know so and that's also, what I'm Ralph Macho's bringing a book out so he's been on like loads of t- doing loads of TV interviews and like going on loads of, like magazines and like he's been doing loads of press stuff all over the place so it's getting more I want to know like, where William Zabka's book is yeah. Yeah. Why, I mean, who cares about Ralph Macchio actually? They can. Like, why they, is he? Why is they he can got a book? book tour together? No, but why know? has he got a book though? What's I he? Don't what know. has he done? Well, he's done three Karate Kid movies. That's that's. Oh yeah, Johnny with. Lawrence didn't really do any of the rest of those, did he? No. <laughs> he should have done. Yeah. But there we go. So that was our thoughts on Cobra Kai season five. But what did you think? of Cobra Kai season five. Do you think that it's just a bunch of men taking karate a little bit too seriously, getting kids involved? Or do you think that this is the best bit of television since, I don't know, Live Aid or something? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that was really big in television history. And that's all I could think of. Coronation Street. Coronation premiere of Coronation Street. That live I don't episode know. they did that everyone wanted to watch. Oh, yeah, that was weird. What do you think the future of Karate in the Valley could look like? And do you think that they will get season six of Cobra Kai up and running? All of these thoughts and be more can be sent to us via our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And make sure you use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet but until our next episode amber i think we need to go and spread the word the word yeah and that word is senkai taikai (laughs) people not enough people are talking about the senkai taikai okay (laughs) we need to go and spread the word about the senkai taikai if you can't see you can't fight (laughs) if you can't stand you can't fight I've forgotten the other one. <laughs> if you can't breathe, you can't fight. <laughs> I'm just so glad that you nearly forgot that one because I really like breathing. <laughs> <laughs>